This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys hoping the NHL lets the Flyers settle their schedule dispute by trial by combat. Well, happy Lunar New Year, Craig. I know you're... You go hard on Chinese Lunar New Year. You're big oh, fan. Of course. I'd yeah. say that every podcast. I want to thank you for acknowledging it. So thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, the reason I bring it up today is just because I think it would be... It's a very relevant year in Chinese culture for the for Flyperbole fans. We, I think most of us are familiar at this point with Flyperbole's official mascot, our friend the rat. Of course, yes, uh, yeah. our friend being... The rat that appeared on my street in South Philly on Halloween a couple of years back. And uh, it is the year of the rat. So I'm declaring this the year of our friend, the rat. Harry, what a declaration. I like it. I support it. <laughs> I'm a big fan. You should be a big fan. Our friend, the rat. He's got his own ear. Are He's we making uh, calendars? We can, uh, you know, if if somebody wants to print calendars or shirts or whatever for our friend, the rat and his year. Uh, be my guest as long as all the profits come to me and a slight amount to Craig. Well, we do. I believe we do have shirts lined up, but the calendar is another thing. So we can, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get, a, we'll dive into those later on. I mean, but, people yeah. love to know what day it is. <laughs> they do. That's true. There's no, you can't argue that. You can't argue that. <laughs> uh, and speaking of, well, I mean, do well, I just want to segue right into this right now? Get into our first topic. Let's talk do about it. Calendars and schedules and whatnot. Yeah, let's talk about calendars. Uh, calendar. Finally, talk. the Flyers are sticking it to the schedule. They said this is enough. We're tired of all this. Let's let's figure it out. But apparently, according to Sam Carcitti today, uh, several members of the Flyers front office met with uh, an NHL official to talk about the number of back-to-backs the Flyers have next season and improve their overall schedule. Uh, apparently it was, uh, Dave Scott, Chuck Fletcher, and assistant GM Barry Hanrahan, uh, who met with Steve Hatsy Petros, who is the NHL's longtime scheduling maker. I think I said all those names correctly, Steve. I'm sure I didn't. You can look at the names too. Uh, but, uh, according to, well, Sam put this in the article, but it, Mika Blake McCurdy, uh, who runs hockey viz and is really big in the, uh, analytics community put out ran the numbers earlier in the season. The Flyers have the most amount of back-to-backs this season. So back-to-backs, you know, games, back-to-back days, 17 times. And what he's called uh, eight tired games, which is the Flyers are playing in the second game of back-to-back or the third game of three games in four days against a team that didn't play the night before. So the Flyers have the most in both those categories. And uh, they did want the... West Coast trip to start there, the game in Prague early on. They requested that, all that stuff. But all the rest of it has kind of been uh, crap. Crap. I mean, if you listen to, especially if you listen to uh, the forecast, we, I mean, we've said, made a bunch of jokes about how it seems like all these teams have soft, cushy scheduling around the time they play the Flyers. But uh, I do kind of wonder if some of these setups are 
going to be thrown back in the NHL's face because, like we just said, or like if you look at the schedule coming up, the Avs play one game in 14 days, and it is the one game against the Flyers. Again, all-star break and everything considered, but still, it's a little, you know, not really that great. But, no, I uh, mean, you, you come back uh, back-to-backs with the Penguins and the Avalanche. It's just horrific. Yeah, it's not – It's not, it kind of sucks. It's and just been this those, recurring yeah. pattern throughout the season. And, I mean, you just – how many times can you just look through the calendar casually and you see, like, oh, a back-to-back in, Cal- in Calgary and then in Edmonton. Great. Oh, playing in New Jersey and then at home against Toronto. Great. And then – Oh, at Ottawa, at home against the Islanders. Thank you so much, Detroit, Montreal. <laughs> it's just yeah, unbelievable. Montreal Minnesota, Winnipeg. Minnesota, Winnipeg. And Are that was you a kidding rough me? One. That was a rough week. San yeah. Jose, Anaheim. Um, and speaking of California, uh, the 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 Disney Disney on ice trips that the Flyers usually go west for right around christmas time right after christmas uh one four one this year notably and a lot was made more about the flyers road issues this year but still one four one on that disney on ice road trip three fifteen and four according to a uh, slam and samuel uh the last five years on the disney on ice uh trips so it is something that apparently is really pissing off the team <laughs> and they went to the league and finally uh were like hey cut the crap and uh give us give our time some boy to sleep Give, give them some time to sleep. That's what they need. They need rest. And uh, we'll see if it happens. Uh, apparently, well, they, they don't like Disney on ice? Not a fan? <laughs> I was going to say, I think the one way to do this is you get Mickey and uh, Gritty into a boxing ring and we just see who dukes it out. No, that's I not would, pretty. That's I not would, pretty. It's not pretty, but it is Gritty. And gritty? I will put a lot oh, of money on oh, Gritty. Yeah, that's right. I apparently went Don King with that. But I Listen, think... <laughs> we've, seen what gritty, we've seen what Gritty can do to teenagers. Yeah, and so, I, I don't. So Mickey Mouse. Mickey's got no off. chance. It's it's unfair. No, Mickey's like uh, he's smaller than a teenager. He's like 120 something now, isn't he? Didn't he come out in the early 1900s? No, early like, like 19 1930s. Yeah. I want to say Steamboat Willie. All right, so we're looking at uh, yeah, he's 90. I, I think I think Gr- Gritty can break a couple bones in that guy, and then so you beat the shit out of uh, Mickey at Center Ice if you want to sell tickets or something, and then. There you go. No more back-to-backs. Honestly, if we're talking about the schedule, I don't know why they didn't take it one step further and they just, just go no road games. We're playing every game in Philly next year. I mean, if we're going to stick it to the league about a schedule, why not go all the way? Hey, brother, we're the Broad Street Bullies, and if they want to beat us, <laughs> they, they can come to Broad Street! <laughs> that was... I agree. I whoever that was a great sentiment. I agree. <laughs> That's just generic wrestler. It's it could be Hulk Hogan. It could be Bonesaw from Spider Man. Either one. Bonesaw <laughs> is ready. Where are you going? <laughs> you going nowhere? <laughs> Holy shit! Hey, can I? Listen, can I get, this is now a, a Bonesaw podcast. Was it not? That this, was a good. This is a Bonesaw me. podcast. Now. <laughs> this is look. We're both one hundred percent on the side of Bonesaw. So, um, so yeah, the Flyers trying to knock down the number of back-to-backs next season, uh, and I'm hoping it's been terrible. I've never seen a schedule as shitty as this schedule. I mean, I honestly, I, I, I do kind of want to go back and look at the because I, I know we just said the number two, the eight tire games and everything, 
But really, when we do the forecast, does it not feel like there's? It's just like every obnoxious thing is like, oh, Flyers are doing a back to back. Meanwhile, they're going to play this team that had two days off before the game and two days after. It's like they're just setting up like little patches in the schedule. So it's like, all right, make sure you tee off on the Flyers this week. <laughs> but make sure that's... you kick their ass and you kick their asses hard. <laughs> I'm sure well, those are. And the problem is, it's affecting the Flyers twofold, right? It's affecting the Flyers in the fact that this team we feel like they've been playing a lot better than last year, but the schedule has just screwed them so hard to this point that it's not showing as much as we really would like it to. And the other thing is their division's just tough this year. So they're out of a playoff spot right now, but they've been a good team. Yeah. Like if, if uh, this year's team brought the energy last year, or like if this was the season they were having last year, I think they would be, I think they'd be in at least playoff position. They'd be doing a lot better. Uh, and yeah, I mean that I don't want to say it's all scheduling. They, they got to figure out a way to win on the road, but I think the scheduling does bone them in a lot of these situations. It doesn't help. It does not. Yeah. And especially doing it back to back, like this is the second time. Cause I believe the sharks and yeah, the sharks and ducks you just listed were back to back games. And that was after the Christmas break. So that's the second break where they're not skating or playing for a bunch of days in a row. And then they're going to play two games of back to back days. Like, I I don't know. It's it, I'm not saying it's an excuse for anything. I'm not saying like finally they're taking a look, but it did seem kind of like, hey, what the hell is going on here? So hopefully it does kind of. There's a little bit of course correction and maybe a, a lot less traveling next year for the Flyers. Be nice. It will be nice. By the way, I am watching the Cassie and Kachuk fight that is going down right now, apparently, and uh, looks like Cassian got his wrench. And uh, beat the shit out of Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> so there you go. I that, can't really Steve, complain about that. Yeah, Steve, you'll probably get in a couple minutes here. Oh, apparently. Did you Catherine, see the guys in the Ninja Turtle Kachuk shirts? What's going on? I did not see that. I did see Ronaldo talking shit to Cassian. So Ooh, I know, bro. I'm excited for Ronaldo to get his ass. Did, did Ronaldo really didn't have too many knockouts when he was here, right? There's I, probably a couple I'm I don't forgetting. Think so. I remember he did beat the shit out of Matt Hendricks in DC, I think. It was one of my favorite fights ever. But that was years ago, and he also got kicked out of the game for that. Know, and then the bro. Flyers lost. <laughs> I know, bro. He pointed to me. He was like, I know, bro. I remember that autograph. Hey, and I was Craig, like, Zach. Craig, what's what's the sound of a fist hitting a face? Kachuk. <laughs> I thought you were going to do Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Well, I, like, I like Kachuk more. I know, bro. That was more, what's the sound of, of the face hitting the ice after he got pummeled, pummeled in a fight by Zach Cassian? I think that'd be... Kachuk. Kachuk. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just and... caught up to you where the Ronaldo thing happened, and he did that Ronaldo, like, shitting, like, yeah, I could take you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, bro, let's do I live for this shit, bro. I live for yeah. this shit. This is the only reason I'm still in the league, besides my frosty tips. <laughs> God, those tips were yeah, they were they were. Something. I mean, it's the whole head. It's not just the tips. Like he went full <laughs> M&M. No, he wasn't. He wasn't messing around. He got. All, he dyed all that blonde. It was he pretty, knew what he was. It, it was, was an accident. Nice. He actually just stuck his head into a thing of bleach, and that's what happened. <laughs> and then he just went with it. Didn't even try to fix it. So, and, and who knows how his head got stuck in there? Maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe he was chasing someone. Who knows? I'm gonna say yeah, we'll we'll say chasing. I think uh, yeah, uh, I would imagine it's like a Scooby Doo scenario where he's just chasing <laughs> some pesky kids around like an abandoned warehouse, and then 
Oh, they they knock the bucket of bleach onto his head. Uh-oh, Mr. Ronaldo. Oh, those pesky kids. They always get the best of Mr. Ronaldo. And, uh, he would have gotten away with it. wasn't for those pesky bleach-concocting kids. Is that what we're going with? Yeah, this has really <laughs> gone off the rails. But let's talk about the All-Star game, because that is relevant hockey stuff to talk about. And the... F- Lone flyer in it, Travis Konechny lost in his very first game, but he had three assists in the uh, Metro Division's 9-5 loss to the We're Atlantic. proud of you, jerk store. Yeah, he did pretty good, uh, although not that great in the uh, fastest skater competition. We'll get to that. Uh, the Pacific beat the Central 10-5, which set up a I mean, historical matchup between the Pacific and the Atlantic, in which case the Pacific walked away with a 5-4 win to give them home ice advantage in the entire postseason. Congrats to the Pacific Division. Uh, Barzell won the fastest skater. McDavid came in second. Travis Konechny came in second to last out of one, two, three, four, five, six, eight skaters. He only beat Quinn Hughes. So The uh, problem is, the problem there was that they didn't have somebody right next to him chirping. Like, if he had a guy he could <laughs> chirp to the whole time, like, just talk shit to the entire time, saying, like, you'll never catch me, you piece of shit, then he'd be fine. <laughs> You think Eat up, bud. Yeah, that is true. If he had somebody agitating him, he probably yeah. would have. Or like if that yeah, if that person talked shit and then started skating ahead of him and he would want to chase them down, I like, think that would have helped. Imagine if Kevin Hayes could have shown up with Travis Konechny and skated alongside him. <laughs> and they could have like shit-talked his way into first like, place. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like talk-up guy, yeah. I mean, I, I, Kevin hype Hayes would have absolutely <laughs> Kevin Hayes, the hype man. <laughs> Kevin Hunt. Yeah. He he should have done that. I don't know. I don't know if he did. I didn't watch any of the All Star game, but this is apparently what happened. And uh Well the All Star game formatting right now is twelve on twelve, everybody wears sumo suits. Beach volleyball contest. Yeah. So I should have been drawn in. I just wasn't. Uh I do wanna can we just can I run down these names and you tell me which one you feel like doesn't quite belong? Or maybe I'm underrating his speed. I don't know how Chris Crowder beat Eichel, McKinnon, or Duclair. Like I, it's I a surprise. It's, That's for it's, sure. I feel like yeah. Um, but I mean, he did. Also, it's not actual. Uh, it's not an actual hockey thing. So I guess it's not uh, that important. Uh, also, speaking of All Star Weekend, I guess the I thought the most interesting thing was Martin Firk. Firk. FRK. I'm uh, never 100 percent never gonna say that name correctly. Drafted by the Red Wings, he's now a Kings prospect, I believe. 109.5 mile per hour shot for the hardest shot in the AHL All Star game. Good God. Point of point of reference. Chara has the NHL record with 108.8 in 2012. This motherfucker, 109.5 with I want to guess 15 people watching the AHL All Star game. That's pretty nuts. Uh, he did it though. And uh, this year, speaking of the hardest shot, uh, Shea Weber was first with 106.5. So Can we go back to Shea Ferk Weber. real quick before we get into to former yes. flyer Shea Weber? He needs a I, couple vowels. Yeah, well, he needs yeah, something he does. There. Professor Frank needs more fra- vowels. But I, <laughs> I I just had to look up some information on him. And is this is this right? He is 26 years old, 6'1", 205 pounds, and he shot almost 110 miles an hour. Yes. Was he just inspired by the spirit of Al McInnes? I have I have no idea. I he really is fascinating because I think he was a higher end pick. I think he went second the second round twenty thirteen. Like he was I think he used to be on those Halifax Mooseheads teams. By the way, I could be completely making somebody up by now. Forty ninth overall. I got all the info up on this guy. Okay. Halifax Mooseheads. I think he was on that twenty thirteen team with Jonathan Drew and uh, McKinnon. 
Well, he's currently playing on the Ontario Reign. Right, that's the King's uh, AHL system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moose hits, moose hits. Let's see. Does it matter? It back, I don't. Yeah, know. it was back in the QMJs. This is just to prove whether or not it's the gauge how big. It yeah, was yeah, you're right. right. Halifax moose hits. There you go. Okay, yeah. So gigantic loser. Um, yeah. So, but he was somebody that like the Red Wings kept in their system forever, and then he dipped down to like the ECHL, and then they just kind of gave up on him. So I think maybe they were like, "Wow, this guy can really shoot the puck." And then he just apparently couldn't piece anything else together. And they're like, all right, you're 25. Can you shoot yet? And then he's like, no. And then they just <laughs> are like, have you figured anything else yet? And they just cut ties with them. But that's, that's uh, a shocking story. It's shocking to me just because typically he's not you, a big dude. You're right. You associate enormous. You associate the hardest shot with just huge guys like Shea Weber <laughs> getting it does not surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, exactly. Although I will say Elias Pettersson was third in this. And that's, I mean, he wouldn't exactly be the guy that I would expect to have. True. You know, it doesn't fit that. I mean, Weber, uh, Carlson, I guess he's a bigger guy, but he isn't like a. He's not Shea Weber. He's not Zidane Chara. Yeah. Uh, I would put Hedman in that category, right? And then Giordano and Seth Jones are not really that. They're not. Well, I mean, they're bigger guys, but they're more mobile. Right, right. Like, we're talking tanks when you think about hard. No, shot. exactly. Yeah. You want to think about Chris Pronger. You want to think about Zidane Char. You want to think about yeah. Shea Weber. I uh, afraid. Yeah, all these. Yeah, all those guys are here. You want to think about guys you should sign to 14-year contracts. Yeah. I, I mean, another one would probably be your your, your buddy, the war criminal, uh, Scott Stevens. I don't know why I said your buddy. Like, I approve of Scott Stevens' life, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do go hard when Scott Stevens gets brought up. He does deserve, I mean, he, yeah, he does he, deserve to sit in a prison for the rest of his life. Well, I, I, we don't think that's unreasonable. No, I think, I think it's, it's perfectly pretty fair. reasonable. Come on. Yeah, so. Uh, all right, you want to switch to uh, Charlie's superlatives? You want to you wanna make some money off Charlie here? Yeah, let's, let's his, make uh... some money <laughs> off of Charlie O'Connor, which I'm sure he'll love. Yeah, uh, uh, Stiff from The Athletic, Charlie O'Connor, wrote a piece about the superlatives for the Flyers, pretty much like the funniest player, best, mu- uh, best music taste, all this kind of stuff. So we took the whoever won the uh, – we took just the poll results or some of them, and then I just want to talk about them real quick. Please go read the article. Don't just listen to this and not click on the link. Go give Charlie the clicks. Get your uh, own athletic subscription. Don't just borrow your friends like it's an HBO Go password. Yeah, Charlie he does some work, alright? He's a pretty hard working guy, so give him a couple extra bucks and make sure you got the athletic subscription. Yeah. So. This isn't HBO, where it's <laughs> so like sure. HBO doesn't need your, your your extra dollars. Steal that password. Don't steal the athletic password. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and going off that, there's no segue here, but Let's run off the uh, let's run off the uh, nominees here. So funniest player apparently is Kevin Hayes and Michael Raffle. Each got four votes, followed by Scott Lawton and Chris Stewart second with two, and then JVR and Voracek with one. Hayes being the funniest player is not shocking at all. No, to me not in the slightest. No, it's I, especially he, given recent things we've heard about Hayes. That sounds a hundred percent right. Yeah, and he seems like a good guy too. And but he is funny. And it seems like also being, an, I guess, a new teammate, they aren't really new to a sense of humor yet. Maybe he's got the uh, benefit of new jokes and laughs and everything. He may not be the funniest in a couple of years. Although I say that, and Raffle was at four. And I I mean, I would like to hear some Michael Raffle stand up. I want to see what that guy's got. I'm a little interested. Because he kind of gives me more of a vibe of a creeper than of a funny guy. Maybe but... you should have made that your wish for Flyers Day. Oh, 
yeah, I did miss that. I did kind of miss out on all that. <laughs> I should have gotten something in, but uh, I'll see if uh, I'll, I'll tweet at them tomorrow and be like, "Is Michael Ralph funny? Can I get some jokes?" And maybe he'll. Maybe I just he'll need respond. his tight five. I just need, yeah. Is he going to be on Last Comic Standing or not? Uh, Chris Stewart, I can obviously see as a funny guy just because he was brought in to be a locker room guy. So I guess it would be kind of hard to not be at least a little bit funny if you're just going to be sitting there in the locker room. I'm surprised Voracek's not hired, too. Voracek always cracks me up when he's blocking people on Twitter. Like, I do legitimately laugh because, like, he's the one guy who (laughs) – he'll tell it like it is. Maybe he's just a little too sarcastic. Yeah. It's not everybody's cup of tea as far as humor goes. Yeah, but it is my cup of tea. It is my cup of sleepy time tea that you usually drink before the shows. I would drink Voracek's, you know, jokes about it. So uh, I have a little uh, uh, tea right here that I'm enjoying very much. That's a real inside baseball. That's just a me and you reference that nobody else will appreciate. Uh, best musical taste. Uh, Scott Lawton got a five. Voracek got a four. Hayes with three, Sanheim with one. So I, Scott Lawton does not surprise me here because Scott Lawton is often called the serial killer of their team, of this team. <laughs> and as we all know, Patrick Bateman, the serial killer from American Psycho, has impeccable music taste. So it, this makes perfect sense to me. Oh, there you go. So you're thinking pregame warm-ups, he's just talking about Genesis while putting on his pads? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, are you aware of Genesis? A lot of people say they fell off when Phil Collins <laughs> took over, but... <laughs> um. Yeah, well, uh, also, I mean, there's a reason why uh, Lawton did get the most amount of votes for Best Musical Taste. You will have to, of course, read that article to find it out. I'm not telling oh, wow. you, so go read it. Uh, worst Musical Taste, Connect and Sanheim, each with two, because they like country music. Uh, not to uh, dogpile here, but I am with that. I Thank God I'm a country boy. I Well, Steve, it's a joke to you. I grew up in Maryland, and guess what they play at the seventh inning stretch of every goddamn Orioles game I went Thank to? Thank God I'm a country boy. They play Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, and then, I don't know, you turn on a radio station and half the stations for country. I, I have, I've grown up to not care about country, but there are just so many songs about tractors and girls leaving you and your whiskey bottles empty. I, I don't know. It's just it's like, I don't know, man. Well, as we all know, you grew up on a tractor. I, I said I grew up in Maryland, so there weren't many options. It's a tractor or in a barn, so or sometimes both, and that's what happened. You're recording this from a barn. I'm in a barn right now, yeah. That's why, you know... I That's got, why you can I hear all that hay in the background. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> okay, There's a lot yeah, of cows what... over here going. See, that was a cow. That's, That's our friend, Steve. the cow. Has the same name as the rat. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> so most competitive in practice, though, I will say this. I mean, Drew's got nine and nobody else has two. That sounds about right. That does not surprise me in the slightest. That, and... like, it always bugs me. It legitimately bugs me when the idiot fans will come out there and say like Drew has no heart. That guy is fucking intense. He's intense <laughs> at all is, times. He's busting his balls at but middle of the week practices for a team that, you know, may or not make the playoffs. Like he's been doing this for years. I can't, the amount of, uh, the amount of Drew disrespect in the city at times to what this guy actually does for the team is kind of insane. Pisses I know, me off. I don't, I don't think any of our listeners fall into that category. I would hope there's not. Definitely. Uh, there's still definitely a contingent out there that think he is a uh, quote-unquote bum. But, uh, yep, busting his balls all the time. Call it Drew. 
Best at video games. This is the only thing where I am going to pull a, a quote from the, the well, article from Charlie. As we all know, Craig has played video games against all of the Flyers. Yes, very. I've done very well. No, I haven't played against any of them. Connect Me has four votes as the best video game player. Faraby and Patrick each have three. Charlie went on about how there's an obvious uh, little bit of divide in the locker room because it is for the younger guys or some of the guys just don't play with them at all. Uh, and then he said, Connecting might have earned the win in this best video, best of video games poll, but he received a number of votes from players who admitted they barely joined in the gaming action. So let's call this a virtual tie among the big three. Two players abstained from the vote entirely, saying they had no idea whom to choose. Voracek explained his abstention in inimitable Jacob Voracek fashion. Uh, quote, those fucking young nerds, I don't know. <laughs> and quote, Voracek cracked. At FIFA, I'm the best, but I don't know what they play these days. Fucking Fortnite, probably. <laughs> so that is my... I will say, I back in the day, I was already at Chell. I, I, I've played Fortnite. I played every once in a while. I cannot fucking play it. I'm so bad at it. Here's, here's by the way, even the age gap just between us is you You even call it Chell. I, I can't even bring myself to do that. I called it Chell in college, though. Uh, I've never – okay, well, then – I mean, I'm also, pretty old, Craig. I, I I'm do pretty want old. to say I, my habit of calling it Chell came as a joke because my friends as douchebags called it Chell instead of NHL, and I was like, quit calling it fucking Chell. Nobody calls it Chell. So then I, of course, inherited that trait of being a douchebag and just calling it Chell. Mm. So it is probably just NHL to people, you know, normal people, people that I guess grew up at a reasonable pace, but for me <laughs> – Am I <laughs> reasonable base? I love this quote from Voracek so much. Those yeah, fucking young nerds. I don't know. At FIFA, I'm the best. But I don't the... know what they play these days. Fucking Fortnite, probably. Those fucking best. young nerds. I. This is. Mwah, that is the, the Jake Voracek quote. That's amazing. The first half of the quote just. Uh, it crashed me up that that's his opening statement. It's just. These fucking young nerds, comma, I don't know. Like, that's it. I don't know. They could apply that to anything, and it fits. I honestly, I want to, I want to get that printed up on, like, a board or something, and put it on my desk at work. (laughs) Oh, God, so good. Um, Cares most about what they wear. Uh, Drew had four, Patrick and JVR had three. I mean, that checks out. I feel like Drew is usually looking. It's not a surprise. He's the sharpest dresser Yeah, and then, um... Most reasonable slash team dad. Niskanen got nine. Niskanen got nine. I don't know who Niskanen is. Niskanen got nine. Nobody else got two. So the same energy that Claude Drew brings to practice every day, Niskanen is bringing to, uh, who, who knows, packing lunches and driving minivans. I, I am slightly that. surprised that, that Brian Elliott did not get any votes here. Oh, yeah. Actually, that is a good point. I thought, eh. But maybe he's just, he's the one who looks, who just looks the most like a dad, and Niskanen is the actual dad. Yeah, maybe he's the only one playing Fortnite. Like not, he's, you know, he's fifty-five, but he's, you know, still doing hot drops and whatnot. So. Well, he's one of those just playing for bonding time. <laughs> it's for my kid. He knows that I played. So I just kind of button mash, and you know, it's just about the quality time at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, that's the, those are all the superlatives. So, do you want to do the? Uh, we had a little bit of Q and A going on. You got the? Uh, we asked for questions, and you provided them so i don't have anything lined up i have to pull it up on my phone hell so. yeah let's do it oh this is my favorite part of the episode this is <laughs> steve this is looks favorite. stuff up <laughs> so oh we got a lot what is going jesus christ 
too many people are asking us questions. When we ask, when we say, so I threw this tweet out. questions, you know. So I threw this tweet out this morning, and number one, I apologize because I did not proofread the shit. (laughs) (laughs) I just like I had a like two minute break at work or something because our internet went down, and I said, you know what? Let's throw out uh, the call for some questions. Uh, First and foremost, apologies to Bill Matz, who I did not realize was doing the same thing. So that's pretty funny. Um, and my, my tweet is, Hey, Hey, sports are bad. And I are taking questions for tonight's flight. Send email over. Send those. Send email over. I swear. I think I was directing somebody to send me an email on something. And I typed that into the tweet instead of saying at us or something with your questions. So I just basically Charlie Kelly, the shit out of this tweet. (laughs) I will say, I me believe, best uh, candidate, vote yes. <laughs> I believe our friend from uh, uh, Phil from St. Louis said he was sending in his questions by mail, so they should be coming in anytime soon. Oh, I do want to also just, throw it out. Just wonderful. So, uh, first and foremost, apologies for me being an idiot. They call him an idiot. You're stuck in work. That was a work mindset. It, was, it, it made I, an easy mix up. Oh, just a huge brain fart. <laughs> by the way, I've scrolled at least four times with my finger, and I'm not at the beginning. Good. We don't uh, have that okay. many questions. Uh, there's there's a good amount. Alright, how about you uh do you, well I mean I can um we'll do some here and then legitimate hockey. We can go through can them all, out. but there uh, uh, there's a lot. Send email. Was that a question? No. <laughs> don't send email. Okay. No, don't send one. email. Okay, here we are. What prospects, this one's from at VT Liberal. What prospects would you consider untouchable and which ones would you consider trading if you thought this group could really contend this year, 21-22? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I, prospects I don't want to trade. Um, would you consider one, Morgan Frost a prospect at this point, even though he's I'm played not, a couple games? Uh, there's, I don't, you can call whatever you want. I'm not. Well, he's he's like an untouchable least. for me. Is what yeah, I'm he's yeah. the most untouchable. Him and uh, Farabee are my untouchables. Him, Farabee, uh, York, and Brink. I like their upside a lot. Potential, obviously. Yeah, I don't want to touch them. First them round. Yeah. Um, Zamula, I'm not fucking trading. Like the thing now is we're getting to the the time with the timeline of the Hextall prospects where the guys like Rubsoff, I. I mean, he would be somebody I would maybe consider it. I, I, like I would hundred percent consider trading Rubstoff right now. I, him, Ratcliffe is another interesting one to me because Ratcliffe's grown on me. I don't know what Fletcher and company think of him, but he was a big Hextall guy. So like, there's no, there's no commitment for on him from this, uh, from this front office. So I don't know if he could get moved or not. But if he is on the table, maybe I don't know. Like for me too, the big thing is that I don't want to trade any of the goaltending process prospects because and goaltenders. Like this is one of the they, things I liked with Hextall's draft strategy is that goaltenders is such a crapshoot that he kind of drafted yeah. one of each different kind. Yeah, gotta yeah. catch them all. <laughs> gotta catch them all. And when you look at stuff like Bennington and Georgiev, like I, I kind of want to keep those guys in the system. So like Urson came out of the, came out on fire last year. I don't really want to get rid of him. I know Sandstrom's getting pro games now. I don't really want to get rid of him. I don't know. There, there's a lot 
especially right now, because I don't know if I think the Flyers are even that close to being a team that you just give up. You bite the bullet with one of these prospects, and then you get the reward of a deep playoff run or something. I really don't know who I'd want to pick out now. I know that's a bad cop out, but I mean, if you can get so, if you can trade Vorobiev <laughs> or uh, Wade Allison, actually is somebody that I do like. I don't. The fact he still doesn't have a contract is a little concerning, um, and the injuries are a little concerning to me. So if they wanted to look in the, I don't know, maybe dealing him for something, if they had to, I think he might be the biggest one I would be willing to. Actually, Rube's off would probably be bigger than him, but uh, yeah, a lot of the guys I'm just not. I don't I just don't want to touch right now. There, I, I think the guys I laid out are the only ones I really consider. I, I think York Brink, uh, Farabee, and Froster, Bro, and I guess everybody the else is on the table. Everybody else I mean, on the table for me. I I I like Zamola a lot. I don't want them to move Zamola, and I think he is the next. No disrespect to Mark Freeman. Mark Freeman, by the way, throw him into the mix. I don't know how regarded, how highly regarded he is as a prospect around the league, but now he's got NHL games. And on tape should look good. But, I mean, I would ship him out way before I would ship out some more, I think. Um, yeah. All right, next question. We're done with that. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, that just – I'll read any other questions about prospects, but that answers our prospect questions. I'm just oh, saying yeah. that now. Um, okay, yeah. Colin X. Corley, who's definitely trying to get us to say the phrase pushing the boat. What do you, who do you Big guys fan. believe will be an integral boat pusher in the second half of the season? Scooty Lutz, the obvious being Coots, TK, Provy, etc. But who do you feel needs to push the boat even further so the Fires <laughs> can set sail into the playoffs? So, uh, Mike from our site wrote about this today, and he had the the forward and the defenseman I was thinking of before I read his article and realistically expecting them to play well in the second half and actually bolster the team, uh, JVR and Sandheim. JVR, it's obvious, it's just production, right? Like, he's still going to be a top six player. He's, he's still going to score drive goals. Play. Yeah, like, he's eventually, eventually, I'm still waiting for the, the levy the break, not the Led Zeppelin yet, but I'm waiting for the break and he just started scoring all the goals again. Burner, he's looking burner, good burner, burner. <laughs> coming into the all-star break. Uh, and then Sandheim. Oh, and he's second I mean, on the team in goals, so he, he is technically doing his thing. Doing all right, yeah. Uh, but uh, And Sandheim, too, has been playing well. I thought he was playing Sandheim, really good a lot of going into the break. Sandheim's the guy I really, I, I think, I want to see he's him. The biggest X factor. Yeah, I want to see him really kick it into overdrive, like he has last uh, couple games, and and really yeah. like he's got to push that boat. He's got to be the. He's got to push that boat. He's got to thing... be Johnny Tugboat for the rest of the season. <laughs> and the thing, Johnny Tugboat. <laughs> the the thing about him too is I think he is for Ruff and Niskanen. They know what you're going to get out of them. They started pairing Sanheim with Myers these last couple games, and if Sanheim is able to carry the load with Myers and kind of let Myers get his offensive chances and clean up defensively, but also still produce offensively as well. Then you just have a straight up shutdown pair on the third pair with Hag and Braun, which wouldn't be pretty, but you know what you get when you put them out there on the ice and it would, I don't know. I think Sandheim having a monster second half of the season is probably going to be the biggest realistic kind of help the Flyers can get. Uh, on the current roster. I would say Ghost. I mean, if Ghost had a monster second half season, that would really help because right now the Flyers are pushing for a playoff spot 
and they haven't they haven't gotten anything from Ghost. So if he comes in and he can play on that third pair with Braun or Myers and actually be able to produce offensively and chip in and maybe produce points in a, in a lot of one-goal games come up here, I think he could be a big factor. But I just, just don't see it, man. I don't know what's up with him this year. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's been going on since last year too, but it's just I he I, I'm not expecting him to really take off in the second half. I mean, I don't know. If that's yeah. I know he's and and when it comes back from injury, like when he comes back from this injury, that might like that may have been what he needed, and maybe he was just dealing with a nagging like knee injury forever or lower body injury. But I I don't know. I'm not expecting him to have a monster second half season. Yeah, and I mean, I have been calling for Ghost to kind of turn it on because I'm a big Ghost fan, and I oh, yeah. think he's such a, a potentially dynamic player for this team, but he's just not clicking in this current system. And I, I think if he does find a way to click and work with this team, it's going to be a huge asset and pushing that boat in the second half. What a weird <laughs> phrase. I, I can't get over pushing how weird the phrase is. I can't. I don't know why I thought of it when I said it the first time, but yeah, it's pushing the boat. Apparently pushing the boat. But uh, you know, I, it, I think the thing too, that sucks about ghosts uh, to put, I guess finally, put into this question but uh like it sucks that there's a role for him just to be on the third pair play limited five and five minutes and then just tee off on bombs on the power play and he just can't quite get it together this year yeah that's why it's like because there's a, a spot where you could just plug him in and everybody would be happy with him and it's just not happening and what's the next question <laughs> next question danny fortuna what are your guys yeah. comfort food highlights of the flyers to look up for example, mine is Danny Briere going off sides by a mile and burying a goal. He also wants to know <laughs> if a hot dog is a sandwich, but I think the internet has covered this enough. We've, yeah, there, there's been enough dissecting of that topic. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm going to go, I'm gonna go yeah, first for this one. My, my favorite is the Mike Richards Montreal Canadiens goal. The one where he just gets, <laughs> like, you know, the one that shift where he oh, just like yeah, goes yeah. all balls to the wall falls down yeah it was a big penalty kill shift yeah. and then he ended up scoring on a lock yeah 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 that one's my comfort food right there like i i love that one i also love the the claude Giroux stanley cup final goal where he's like hanging out by the side of the goal oh my god dunks the, it the, home yeah the pass from Giroux. yeah or no the pass from team yeah 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 or and Giroux to Giroux pass would be nuts but yeah yeah i know what you're saying i mean if anybody could do it it'd be him and <laughs> then true. just I think I look up Eric Lindros 1997 Eastern Conference Final. Oh, God damn. Yeah, Biggie is a that is a good point. Yeah. I so actually Ooh, I, well I actually had one more. I had one more. Oh go ahead, yeah, yeah. Keith Primo, Penguins, fifth overtime. That is a good one. Yeah, that's a good and actually it's funny, you didn't hit on any of the ones I wanted to talk about. I watched Oh wow. I usually go through I watch the whole second half of the twenty ten series against the Bruins. Um and then the other big one for me is, so growing up, my mom and dad got divorced early on, like when I was like in fourth or fifth grade. So it was joint custody. So whenever the Flyers played, it wasn't guaranteed that I was going to be watching playoff games with my dad. But 2004, uh, game six, when the Flyers knocked out the Maple Leafs and Roenick scored and the entire ACC went silent and it was this whole thing. I was watching that game with my brother and my dad and we all went ballistic and I was like one of the main things I remember growing up. So every once in a while I'll go back 
somebody on YouTube put together a six minute, the six minute clip of like the CSN feed. So it's just the end to end action and like the Maple Leafs almost scoring like 10 times and then Tucker laying out Kapanen and then oh. Ronick scores and the whole place goes silent. Yeah. But that's one of the, that's the main one I, I watch for, I watch for that. And then I also, I always pick out like dumb highlights from that 2010 round too. Like the, um, the Flyers played the Maple Leafs late in the season in Toronto. Brian Boucher made a goal line save with like, a, like three minutes left. The puck was trickling behind him. And you see him look behind and just swipe it off the goal line to keep it a one nothing game. That's somewhere on YouTube. I go back and I watch that one routinely. Um, what are some of the other ones? I Dana, just rewatched the Richard shift, by the way, and I was just grinning oh the God. entire time. Yeah, was, yeah. There's so many good uh, Eric Lindros ones. I always go back. I watch game four of the 1997 Eastern Conference Final. It was the year that they beat the Rangers to go to the Cup. Uh, and the series was two to one. There's like 15 seconds left. Mike Richter makes this rebound and it's going flying off to the boards and Lindros picks it up and backhands it in Yep. with 15 seconds left. And that was like one of the first visuals I have of like the flyers. Cause I remember Richter spinning and sitting in the, like the net. And I just remember my dad getting up and yelling at Mike Richter. <laughs> and then I realized there was like 15 seconds left and it was like this whole, yeah. So that one, I go back and watch a lot too. Flower Town's Mike Richter. Flower Town's Mike Richter, yeah. It would have been nice if we just stayed with the home team for a little bit, considering the, uh, yeah. Anyway, those are my uh, comfort comfort food highlights. Nice. Some good ones there. Yeah, there's some good ones, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. All right. Next one from Z Bikes. I think the questions on everyone's mind are, can Hart fix his road woes? What's Bear been up to lately? I think that second one is, that is meant more for Steph. For Steph, uh, I assume Bear is still uh, an adorable dog. Probably getting a lot bigger now. I haven't seen Bear in a minute. <laughs> Steph, you know, if you want to bring her to the uh, BSH next time I'm there, that'd be great. Uh, what was the first question again? Can Carter Hart <laughs> fix his robos? No. Uh, he can. I don't know what it's going to take, but uh, he will eventually figure. I mean, he has to. Uh, he's he's a mental goalie, and all this is is a mental aspect of the game. I assume he's going to figure out. Oh, for a mental and, genius, you sure are figuring this one out. Am I right? Oh, that's a that's a reference I don't get. <laughs> it's, I, I I it's not a specific reference. I'm just making oh. shit up here. <laughs> I do do you think there's anything that uh I, I mean I think it's just it's not really necessarily. I don't know what it is. Road. I have yeah, no I idea, but I, he's got to figure it out. He he does. He's just had some bad starts on the road. He's I think young too, Andre's and game. you know, yeah. I, I'm, goalies are weird. Like nobody has ever understood the mystique of the goalie. Yeah, maybe he just needed the All Star break and this injury to come back, and now he's going to be he's going to go undefeated on the road now. But I mean, it's a it is the the home and road split really is fascinating with this team. I, I really don't know what really gives to it but i think he'll he'll get over it eventually he's still pretty young wild stuff wild wild stuff wild wild stuff uh from uh fly guy josh 91 looking back over the free agent trade market is there one signing or trade you wish the flyers would have made this off oh this off season uh this off season there's not really i i really wanted them to make this off season 
I wanted them to get John Tavares hard last year. I know that obviously wouldn't have happened, but also I would have really liked Panarin, but I, I never thought I, he was coming here. But I mean, yeah. he's awesome. Uh, yeah, like he, you know he would have been yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean, I did say Tavares, but Panarin's the same ilk of like they're gonna be fucking dope in a Flyers jersey, but he's not coming here. Plus, so, I've been yeah, singing Breadman every episode. Breadman. <laughs> also, a Metallica cover. That, so there you go. That's a nice. Oh, what? you're thinking of Bread Fan? Yeah. No, I, Bread Fan. I'm yeah. I'm referencing I'm referencing Soundgarden Spoonman. Spoonman. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That was my uh, that was my Spoonman. But uh, the Ryan O'Reilly trade is. A legitimate one that That's when you my... look at the return, yeah, yeah that... you're just kind of like, what the F? Because the Flyers needed a second-line center. Ryan O'Reilly is not a second-line center with Katoria be 1A or 1B. And uh, they gave up, like, fucking Tage Thompson, some other people that don't exist, and, like, draft picks that don't matter. And I, when I say draft picks that don't matter, I don't think there was a first. I think it was, like, I think it was a second and third. Actually, I'm going to see if I can... Yeah. It, it was a bad deal, but they should have been. They should have been, been all yeah. over that. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Luke, Luke, look, I'm not going to pronounce this right, so I'm just going <laughs> to. Lucello eight 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 JVR GTK have been really good so far. If they keep this, keep up this level of play, do you think it's best to keep G at center for a while, maybe even into next season? I'm not sure about the next season part, but I mean, I like it right now because I do like that top line. And I also like Drew Couturier and Hayes down the middle. I mean, if you can get Hayes out there against bottom six competition, that would be ideal. And I mean, he's still going to bring what he can do to the PK regardless of where he is at five and five. So I say you keep G there as uh, long as you want. And if you want to swing him out to the wing, maybe, uh, Make I'd say it, maybe uh, if a certain center that's had some uh, some migraine issues comes back this year, then you have a case to move G back to the wing. But until then, I'm I'm kind of cool where he is. I was gonna say you got a guy that we just uh, mentioned a little bit earlier down the AHL, and he could have uh, Couturier Hayes Frost down the middle, which would be I mean it would be pretty. I don't know about the point production of that the those three centers, but it would be uh, that'd be a pretty big threat down the middle, would it not? Frost to Jake and the Coots. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> bring it back. I'm just gonna anytime Frost is on the line, I'm just calling it Frosty something now. Frosty, yeah, Fr- Frosty the goal man, first person to say it. That's right, line it up. Antagonized, uh, antagonized, Aunt Dad. Which current flyer would you each like to see become a commentator, analyst, and why? Looking at the rest of the schedule, what games would you circle? Any big test or divisional matchups that could swing a wild card spot late? And oh, if you had to pick know. a must win, what is it? Um, why don't I'm going to take a quick look at the schedule. If you want to field the, who would you like to see become a commentator or analyst? Well, I would like to see Vorjak become a commentator or analyst just because it would be funny to me, but the actual breaking down hockey and actually talking it out. Um, I would think Katoria. I think Katoria would be great at it. I think Niskanen would be probably pretty good at it. Um, although he does seem kind of, Try and post game quotes, but it sounds like he's pretty. It, it sounds like he, he knows what he's doing out there, and he can say it pretty eloquently. Uh, I think Jake would be hilarious. I think yeah, Jake is the the comedy factor that I'm looking at. But Couture, I think TK would, would be, be funny too. Yeah, TK would be good as good as well. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I don't really know who else would be. I don't know if I really want to see any of these flyers on TV after that. <laughs> Maybe I mean like Drew would be good, but I. I mean, I, I can't imagine he'd be one to do this after his career. 
He's given enough to the city of Philadelphia. I don't think he needs to keep, uh, you know. But who? So who would you be your top choice? I would think probably Voracek or TK. All right. All right. Uh, and then the schedule part. I mean. So I'm just looking at the last week of the the year, and I think that's really your breaking point right there because I think it is going to come down to the last few games. And the last week you get a back-to-back at New Jersey at home against Pittsburgh. That's a Saturday, Sunday. And then you have the Rangers, the Predators, and the Sabres. That's... That's not as hard as it sounds either. I mean, it's not a walk in the park, but uh, Preds and Rangers aren't playoff teams. The Devils are bad. Um, Pittsburgh game in, it would be in Philly. It's in Philly, yeah. Okay, that's huge. So uh, hopefully the Flyers uh, are looking pretty good before that week because then I think they should be in. That is my analysis of the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, none of those games really scare me in the final you know, couple couple games there the rangers the flyers already blast them on home ice uh and also they don't play defense the predators are i mean i they're one of the more disappointing teams this year uh so i think that's pivotal and there's also a week where they play the panthers islanders panthers lightning and i think that's huge for specifically given how close they are with the panthers right now that's that's really big yeah, and also the Anders might be looking at uh, might be looking at a wild card spot here, depending on uh, what goes on with the Blue Jackets or Hurricanes too. So that yeah, that is that is a pretty huge week because the Panthers are. Um, I mean, they might get the third in the Atlantic, but I really don't. I don't know. They're they're probably looking for a wild card spot too. So yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, big games coming up on the schedule, and also color commentary who we want to see commentate on the games. Steinzilla asked, what prospect are you most excited about besides Frost? I think we kind of tied that in with the, the prospect question earlier. Uh, I would say Zamula, though. I like to throw that out there. There you go. I, I do, yeah, there you go. Yeah, continue. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Flyers, eight goalies. Is there anyone you'd like to see replace Tarion as the power play coach <laughs> next season? Eight goalies is yeah. a great handle. <laughs> and on uh, the topic of Flyers coaches only succeeding, if they look like they'd win in bar fights, would you put money on AV? Uh, quick answer, yes, I'd put some money on AV because I think he could definitely handle himself in a bar fight. And I have no idea who I'd like to see replace Terry as the power play coach, but I'm down. Maybe Laviolette because, you know, he's got to get a job, right? And it's yeah, all like the coaches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see Terry go. I don't know. I, I mean, I would have to look at possible power play coach uh, replacements. But, yeah, AV would definitely win a bar fight. Uh, Michelle Tarion looks like more of a evil lair, like evil plan type of guy going on. He he seems like he really draws something out, and it would be a uh, death by a thousand cuts type of deal. It doesn't seem like he win in a fight. He would have to be he would be like the antagonist in some shitty like uh, box office movie. I don't know. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, power play. I mean, power play coach is an interesting thing because again. I, I mean, if the power play could get better, that would help this team out a lot. And uh, he doesn't seem to be pressing the right buttons. Uh, but, you know, who knows? We did watch uh, Nile Black kind of putz around here for a couple of years. And then uh, just bring back Mullen. I, what was wrong with him? What was wrong with Joey Mullen? Uh, he seemed to do pretty well when he was here. So I said bring him back. That's my uh, stance on Tarion. <laughs> there you go. I think I'm, by the way, uh, no offense to anybody who uh, put the 
the thread on Bill's uh, question. I'll try to get back to that, but we got a lot of questions, so it's going to take a while to get through them, and I'm sure Bill answered a lot on BSA. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of going to go with the thread I started for most of the rest of them. So apologies, but also in the spirit <laughs> of hyperbole, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. That's right. Sorry, not sorry. Jerks right here. All right. <laughs> By the way, you do uh, you to this fight yet in the uh, Bolts Kings game? I don't think I'm at the fight yet. No. Okay, you'll see. It's a big old brawl. I am excited. Excitement for a fight. <laughs> All right, we got some more questions here. We got we got a bunch more, dude. This is right. this is oh boy. Too much. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make it through the ones that are on our thread. That's what I'm going to okay. tell you. That's all what right, I'm determined right. to do. I can't stay up Let's... all night, but I will stay up a good portion. Because we okay. still got a batch update to do. Oh, we still, yeah, we still do have a batch, up, batch update to do. Right, right. Right. All right. Jimothy Swagger 15, if you could build your best goalie made up of one trait from your favorite list of Flyers goalies, oh, yeah, this what was, guys uh, and I traits would you question. use? His example, eyes <laughs> Antero Netamaki, never saw it through traffic ever. Mindset, Briz, softer than room temp ice cream. Glove Cal Heater, slow blocker Zep, always whiffed. Quickness, Mike Mamola, why not? Mike Mamola. <laughs> Poke check manic. Oh, check manic, I get it. And range Cal Pickard. That's that is a monstrous goalie right there. That is one monstrous goal. Also, did he want a good or a bad goalie? I don't know. Okay. I want let's see. Steve Mason's body posture like his uh body language we'll start with that because that's already going to be a bad goalie <laughs> uh ray emery's side to side mobility i'm building a terrible goalie that's what i'm going for right now um brian elliott's youth <laughs> brian elliott's uh, youth uh cal pickard's skill level uh, check Monix glove. I always make the check Monix glove reference. I like that one. Uh, the uh, I want Steve. I want Jeff Hackett to play the puck from center ice all the time. Uh, I want. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of. Uh, I can't think of anything good right now. Those were the. Those were the best I got off the top of my head. Ron Hextall. I want him. I want Ron Hextall's blocker. Because he used it to so elegantly smash dudes' faces in. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chelios probably doesn't want the, the blocker. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Garth Snow's ability to sign mind-boggling, <laughs> terrible contracts on ice. Oh, no, I, I got this. I got this. Ron Hextall's oh, okay. blocker, Garth Snow's shoulders for those <laughs> tremendous shoulder pads. <laughs> I would say legitimately Bernie Perrant's head because you talk about somebody who remained cool and calm under pressure. Yeah. And uh, not Bernie Helmut's mask, though. I would have liked an actual mask. No, like put John Van Beesbrook's mask, that ridiculous, obscene Beezer yeah. mask on, on Bernie. I'm leave the rest of John Van Beesbrook somewhere else if we don't need to bring any other aspect of John Van Beesbrook. Uh, yeah, 100%. Just, uh, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's good enough, right? We got some legs, we got some arms. We got that's, some legs. Uh, the goalie. Uh, yeah, and Briscoff. Briscoff's everything. Ilya Briscoff's is perfect goalie. That's enough said. Yeah, I mean, that should have been... Yeah, case closed. Open shot right there. All right, uh, gritties back up. Topher John, who would win in a fight? One of those travel gritties they are giving away on Saturday or Matthew Kachuk? I'm going to say a real person. I'm going to give Kachuk the edge here. Although, if you threw all those at Kachuk at once, 
I'm still thinking Kachuk. That sounds like I'm we not... got a fly verbally challenge. <laughs> that will never be executed. <laughs> we'll always and that's how Steve and Craig got banned from the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> He's right there. And then we just start throwing stuff on the ice at Matt Kachuk. Yeah, that'll be the way we go out. So. John Dos Passos is clearly just looking for a compliment here. Who's the most handsome dead author and... Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, obviously, there you go. Don't say what he wants. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the long scoot. What do you think the outcome of a, of a flypathetical roast battle would be? <laughs> First I, okay. of all, great question. <laughs> flypathetical is my We're guy. using that. Flypathetical uh, yeah. is the new spinoff show. That's amazing. Yeah. That is it's, so good. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, like, are we roasting each other in this one? I'm, I guess. I'm not sure. I'm putting but, my money on you. Uh, you're winning this one. Yeah, you, you think so? All I right, think you're I gonna mean... get those those dunks on me unless I've had a particularly good day and I'm caffeinated, and then I have a chance. Or bourbon. That is the case. Actually, no. I... If if it's bourbon, Steve, I might win. But if it's, yeah, I was gonna say I'm scared of bourbon, Steve. Yeah, bourbon, bourbon, Steve is yeah. He's bourbon, little... Steve. That tongue's loose and <laughs> opinions are misguided. So he he might dunk all over you, but. But Sober Steve probably is going to lose this one. Yeah. Oh, I will say, I would like to add in the caffeine. Uh, if uh, if I got a couple, uh, a little bit of caffeine in me, I think I'd do all right with that. It's all about the the sugar and caffeine to get hyped up and do some flypothetical uh, dunkings. Like so. when Michael Scott gets his pretzel day pretzel with everything on it and then has a sugar rush for 15 minutes, makes a sale, and <laughs> takes a nap. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, that'll be the same thing. Yeah. Just scream at you for a couple minutes and pass out, yeah. Gritty Heart, Logan, going to the game Saturday. Should I make a sign reading, Gritty, can you punch me? Feel free to pose to the rest of the Twitter folks as well. Yeah. You know what? I'm saying yeah. I think so. I think that's a a great call. A great call right there. Yeah. I wonder. I don't. I mean, I don't think he would play along. Although, uh, I think legally speaking, I don't think he could play along. (laughs) I think you'd have to wait until that case is a. Case is closed. Phil Garrett, who happened to be our man on the on the ground or on the ice at the the All Star game, and appreciate the the tweets oh, yeah, on that, right. Phil. I hope you had a good time. He said he sent his via USPS. Yeah. We'll be getting it sometime. Uh, please send me a tracking number so I can properly follow it. Phil. Yeah, let us know, Phil. Yeah, so he I mentioned that one earlier. I'm still waiting on a uh, pigeon carrier, uh, Pony Express. These are other forms of trans or uh, mail delivery that I will accept and read at a later date. So. Mike Savage, Steve Outlaw, should there be a broadcast that airs on NBCSPplus.com.org.edu.ca with just mic'd up players because I could do without commentators? Uh, I, I I don't know what uh, what you want, Mike or Steve, whatever your name is here, but uh, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> I that's it's uh, not a bad idea. It's not, not a bad, bad idea, idea, but uh, well, I mean, uh, they would never do it. Well, and I, I do. I will say that they should have something like that on NHL TV. I'm not sure if they do currently, but when I used to work for MLB TV, uh, we had a, we just had a uh, an audio version that was just park sounds. So it was no, no was... commentators. It's just park sounds. So even that, I think, would be a cool option to have if they don't currently have it. I am not sure if they currently have it, but yeah, I, I, I think that would be great. I, I just uh, don't think they're going to offer it anytime soon. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, because I usually just go to watch the games, but I think they have isolated goalie cams too. Like there's a way you can watch the two nets without sound, but 
Oh, wow. I don't know. I mean, that might be something that's not interesting. But the, uh, <laughs> I agree. I mean, I would like to see the uh, the broadcast without any yeah, commentating. I think it's a good idea. Jerkstore Fox, what do you think plagues the team on road games? I am saying the lack of uh, home water. A little bit of, yeah, lack of home water. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. Well, I think we, I... we talked about this briefly earlier and saying, you know, what Charlie was also saying a couple weeks ago, where it's likely the the line matchups, you know, the, the fact that the that AV, Big Al, can't match the lines like he can at home. That definitely affects yeah. things. But I don't know. It, it, the team just also doesn't tend to have the same energy on the road. They don't it's get the also... same bounces. I, I don't know. And the goaltending's a lot lousier. Yeah. Well, there's also stuff like... Uh, I mentioned the Sharks game. It was the first game back from a long break. Okay. They also had to play three games on the road, directly finding out about their teammate having cancer. Okay. There was also, I remember the loss in, on Long Island where they lost to the Anders. They surprised, second game in a back-to-back, where they also played in Philly the night before, and they had to overcome, I think they were down 4-2 to two in the third period, and then they came back 1-7-4. to four. And then it's like, great, get on the bus because we got a game tomorrow. So, like, they, like, they're just weird. I don't know if it's entirely just a trend on the road as much as it just seems to keep being stupid stuff happens to them before they play road games. I think they give up goals early on the road as well. And they seem to give up goals in just bunches on the road. So, like, they might give up a goal or two early, or they might give it, like, two or three goals in, like, a five or six-minute span. It always seems like something drastic happens bad early in road games that kind of eliminates them from possibly coming back and winning. And I'm thinking of the Islanders game when I say that. The the Golden Knights game, too, is another one where they just gave up four goals in the first period and then only lost by a goal. So, I don't know. I, I really do want to I, I really do want to take a look at that tomorrow and figure out what the hell is really going on, like what's happened on the road so far. Yeah, I don't know. It's been plaguing us the whole year. We've been asking the question week in, week out, and I just can't figure it out. So, you know, weird, wild stuff there, Craig. Weird, wild stuff. <laughs> I don't think we got this question, got to this question yet. JT Ramsey is yelling shoot at Jacob, uh, possibly Jacob, Jacob, possibly helping him pass the puck into the back of the net. <laughs> That's one yeah, of my no, favorite it's... things you've come up with this year is him passing it's the puck. Passing the... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, look, guys, you keep doing you, Flyers Maniacs. You keep yelling, shoot, at Jake, and maybe it'll work. I don't know. But, he, I mean, he has started scoring a little bit lately. Hopefully he keeps it up. Yeah, hopefully he keeps it going. It'll we don't be know. Nice. He, he listens to the fans. He doesn't block them, and he listens. I, I will say, going back to that whole uh, X or the uh, who needs to have a big second half kind of question, uh, Voracek wouldn't be the worst answer there. He started turning around. So last couple of weeks, could see him going off. If he ends up getting like 25 goals or something this year, that would be kind of uh, kind of huge for the team. Elijah Nettleton, Art Vandalay of Vandalay Industries, of course. <laughs> if Ghost, if Ghost's play stays like this, is his contract on par, too high, or too low? That's a good question, and I just looked up uh, Ghost's stats. He's question, got yeah. he's only got about 12 points in 40 games, and he's got a pretty reasonable contract, but I mean, this just isn't cutting it. It's a guy that, uh, yeah. The whole point of Shane Goss' despair, right, is you need points out of him. You need point production because he is more of an offensive-based defenseman as far as his skill set goes. And if he's going to pr- produce points at this rate, I mean, he's just not doing 
what you really need him to I mean, do. it's also like, yeah, that's a good point, but it's also defensively, like, he just, his his game all this year has just been not, he just hasn't been too great this year. And uh, I don't really know if he's playing at 4.5 million uh, a year. Uh, I I still think he's, there's going to be an upward trajectory with his career. I think he's eventually going to turn around and figure it out. I think my question now is whether or not it's going to be in Philly or not. Um, I would like the Flyers to hang on to him still. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at some point, I guess you have to look in the trade him, but uh, and if you hang on to him for too long, then you got to eat the rest of that contract. And it's not the worst contract. It's just, uh, like you were saying, if he's not, this is the type of production we're going to get, and you know he's more or less a liability on defense, uh, the value of this contract is kind of lost. So right now, I don't think he is. This season, he's not really playing up to his contract. It's supposed to be a steal of a deal, like like that contract, and he's just not. He's just not living up to it this year. No. And for the next couple of years, I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, we're we're gonna see, but I, I think it all depends on how he bounces back from the current injury. And I I really do wanna. If there was ever a time for him to be like, oh yeah, I'm good again, I, I think it would be this stretch coming up when he comes back lambs hockey trash speaking of trades uh flyers receive oh, pilot weird. pete and luke pither the I'm bachelor listening. receives robert Hag. robert Hague. Hague. Hague, say it right 2069 nice third round draft pick who says no okay i mean i don't i i, I think the bachelor might have to get I mean, I, I wouldn't want to give up Shane Gostaspare in such a trade, but he'd clearly be a better candidate, even though he, you know, he, you know, he doesn't need to be on The Bachelor. Well, his uh, also, okay, so I'm going to say, let's go back to Shane Gostaspare for a second. So first of all, 2069, very nice. A third round pick, if the league is the same size in 2069, 69th overall is a third round pick. And <laughs> if I'm not mistaken mistaken i believe shane gossifer signed his this current contract on june 9th which on the calendar is 6-9 so wow i say you throw it in there and hell yeah give me pilot pete and <laughs> uh, let's do it and luke <laughs> pither yeah let's yeah let's get the guy let's go what yeah. was the luke pither story from when we first brought him up for luke P on the, <laughs> update? the marcello one it was the Marcello story that we could not confirm. <laughs> that I don't want to. I, don't I, I see. Generally. I see. We'll talk about. It. Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll ask talk. us about this the next viewing party. Yeah, we'll we'll share this in person. We can't. We're not saying it again on record, and we're not going to tell you what episodes to go look for. But Drive. it's not. It's something that if I had found any other person besides Marcello telling us, I would have. I would repeat it, but I just I can't find any evidence of it. We will not disgrace this great Marcello like that. <laughs> Julia P wants to is asking us rewatching an old Flyers game where the only goal scorers were Ryan White and Chris Vandevelde. My question is, how did none of us stop being a Flyers fan at this point? That's a good. That's a wonderful question. A that's wonderful a great question? question, Julia. I don't have any answers. I don't know why I'm still here. My answer and is, I, I am all... loyal to a fault and a glutton for punishment, and I hate change. Oh uh, yeah, all that too. Actually, what what Steve just said, I guess that'll. To applies to me and i was i didn't even get on that ryan white train there are some people that were really fucking pumped that he was somehow scoring 11 goals i just was not feeling it chris van Develde, 
man, I, he, I'll tell you what, I, you know, that's the kind of, actually, that's the exact reaction I want for Chris Vandevelde. That is that right there. No, nothing exciting, nothing boring, just, or everything boring. He just was the <laughs> least, he was just the most inconsequential player ever. Like he, I don't know. I think when they rank, when the Flyers close up shop as a franchise, you could probably put him down there on the list of most boring player to like number of games played. He would be the person that most people will forget. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Jennifer, I think it's Neiman Stitch. I'm going to go with that. What would the individual goal songs for each player be if uh, that player had to choose? Would TK's be, whoop, there it is. I mean, if I had to choose for TK, it'd probably be that. So, well, I wouldn't say TK. I would only say Kevin Hayes because he keeps saying that to Coots, apparently. Hmm. But it Before should be Coots because, you know, Coots, there it is. Oh, oh Coots. Okay. Yeah, I'll take That song needs to get in the building is what I think we're getting at. I mean, so, Kevin uh, Hayes is a, a clear Purple Hayes situation. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, Travis Connecting and Sanheim can be some Brooks and Dunn or whatever country song or I don't know. Uh, Claude got to be goes. something by G Unit. Oh God, yeah, there's uh, popping them things. I think will be a uh, Claude Drew. Or, or it could be DMX. Could be X gonna give it to you. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, I, think, I think Fran would enjoy that one. So yeah, we'll do we'll do that one. Uh, Niskan is the most like a dad, so we're gonna give him a uh, Boston or the Eagles or what are some other dad bands? I think Boston works great. Yeah, Boston's the most ideal dad. You tell any dad that Boston's coming on, they're like, oh, fuck yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll get punked. Like, <laughs> it's big time hat music. Yeah, Foghat, uh, CCR, uh, the Allman Brothers. <laughs> These are all bands that all you you can ask your dad right now, and they would know. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, well, Brian Elliott. Let's throw Brian Elliott in that mix. Uh, Carter Hart looks like he just listens to classical music. I don't know. He just looks like somebody that would just I don't think he's Bob. scoring any goals, either. Yeah, he's also... Yeah, so we may never have to worry about this. Uh... Uh, let's see, Provorov, no idea. Um, JVR, no idea. I mean, Shane Gostaspare is just haunted house music. <laughs> well, see, JVR's from, uh, I mean, he's from here. He's from here. By, so. by here, I mean, actually, like North Jersey. Bruce Springsteen, then? Yeah, yeah uh, perfect. Some perfect. bullshit like that. No, yeah. Bruce Springsteen, uh, 100%. Uh, yeah, Provorov. Or, some, or Bon Jovi. <laughs> bon Jovi. <laughs> We'll put Bon Jovi on somebody else, yeah. Uh, I mean... I don't think we I'm have really... to do the whole team, but that's yeah. that's a good representation right there. I think that's a... Yeah, it's a... We'll say we nailed it. Yeah, we did it. And then, of we course, Scott it. Lawton is, is Psycho Killer. I mean, we should just do all Talking Heads references. I think so. Just all Talking Heads all the time. Two more. Two more I'm going to do. New Year's Steve 95. Steve Ferrigno, what would it take for either of you to watch a full season of The Bachelor? A new Cole Beasley album? That's of donkey sauce? Well, we definitely don't want another Cole Beasley album. I mean, it was great to dunk on, but torture to listen to. One is enough. Also, any of these things, if you pay off my school loans, that's where I'm going. Uh, So, I'll watch all The Bachelor you want. Where The Bachelor at? It's 2020. All right. Uh, Pay off Craig's student loans uh, and a a Guy Fieri uh, podcast appearance, I think, are, are really I the think requirements I'm, here. Just heads up, not a little bit of loans. A lot of loans you're dealing with. So, but yeah. <laughs> go ahead and iron those puppies out. I'll watch anything you want. There you go. 
Finally, and apologies if you were on the other thread, there were just too many to go through, and I gotta get to bed. Devin S93, who is Gritty's lawyer? Great question. Who is Gritty's lawyer? I mean, you know, I think it might be Craig Forsyth. Today in the People's Court. Craig's been getting his his law degree from the the University of Guam. Uh, Your Honor, yes, my client is a ginormous orange mascot, but that thirteen year old, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? He kind of deserved it. There you go. Craig Craig got his law degree from Flyperbole University. As as evidenced by my first argument, (laughs) and now it's been revoked, and I'm probably going to go to jail. So, uh, Your Honor. I might be a simple country podcaster, <laughs> but I do I'm just know. The guy looking at a mascot. <laughs> well, apologies if we did not get to your question. Uh, you know, add us some other time. We'll see if we can get to it in future weeks. We will do. Yeah, we'll do a couple more down the road. Probably. I mean, we are going to podcast through August, so definitely keep those oh, locked and loaded. <laughs> keep them locked and loaded. We do yes, not stop except for Lord. Like, yes, occasionally. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there with your questions. So yeah, but thank you for submitting questions. Yes. Uh, you definitely filled out this All Star Week episode and got us over that hour mark that I did not think we were going to hit. And here we are. <laughs> And we have a batch update and around the league, and then I have sweet, sweet sleep. I want to talk about why the Caps and Pens suck real quick. Okay, you got this. Go, 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 go. Oh, okay. Uh, Tristan Jari gave up uh, three goals and 11 shots for a 727 save percentage, and Hope he gave up four goals and nine shots for a 556 save percentage in the Metro's loss to the Atlantic. So this is why Konechny didn't win the All-Star Cup and why the Flyers are going to have to play on the road through the playoffs because they didn't get home ice advantage for winning the All-Star game. Batch update. You ready, Steve? Asshole. Asshole. <laughs> Batch update. Let's do this. Batch update. Quote, this week the Bachelor flees to the Cleve, parentheses, Cleveland. And what? Ian's Cleave? really pushing for that. Yeah, that's the second week he slid the, the Cleve in there. And when the contestants find out, they are justifiably confused. Peter says that Cleveland is the hometown of Superman with such conviction that I believed him for a few seconds. It is. Steve. Oh, is it? It is, actually. Oh, okay. I, I am I, a certified nerd here. And it's I the, looked well, up it's, in the Metropolis. Well, yeah, but the creators of Superman are... Oh, so he's right. Oh, okay, so this he is guy, right. No, uh, Pilot Pete is actually on top of this shit. Oh wow! All right, well, get dunked on in. I mean, that Ian went with pretty hard there that it, it wasn't true. So there you go. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> I mean, I would not pick the the biggest superhuman or uh, like superhuman superhero ever. Works. Superhuman, yeah, superhero ever. The largest superhuman uh, of the Ohio. I don't know. I think I, I would have picked a more desirable place i guess like a volcano or you know the sun or like something crazy not the same place that the Cavs. well play, so let's put it this way what else is there to do in cleveland but think up superheroes because there's nothing else to do there oh i thought you're gonna say get super fucking jacked and take over the world with flying get super so fucked up <laughs> yeah cleveland cleveland yeah okay um second one. <laughs> don't don't encourage that um Continuing, quote, on the first one-on-one, Pete flies Victoria F. to an empty Cedar Point amusement park where they ride a bunch of rides alone. And you know, they, they try to thwart old man McGregor along with Scoob <laughs> and the gang. 
<laughs> Old Man McGregor. In an abandoned diner, Pete earnestly gives the case for having an amount, an even amount of children, so everyone in the family has someone to sit next to on amusement park this rides. All, this to is which, all incredibly creepy. <laughs> to which Victoria F. smiles, nods, and toasts to our sons, a successful dad, and a hot mom. She's going along with it? I, I, I guess she's going along with it. So, so that whole... I'll, I'll say this. I didn't think of that way to tell a woman on a game show that that's how I want to have kids with her, but I think if there was a way I was going to do it, I still want to go with this way. <laughs> but it's nice to know. It, options are great. It's nice to have options. So. I'd do it through a tarot card reading. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I would do it, uh, you know, I, I mean, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. A lot of crossing bridges when we get there. Or I'd have Gritty whisper so. it in her ear. I would have Gritty write it on his knuckles and then punch the 13-year-old <laughs> in the back, and then it would say it on the back. That would be what I would do. <laughs> so... That you leave that in. Uh, then we go off to the second random country. <laughs> we go off to the second random country singer private concert of the season. Um, this time, it comes from Victoria F's ex-boyfriend Chase Rice, a former NASCAR pit member and Survivor contestant who looks like if Carson Wentz was conceived by a couple of Australians on the Jersey Shore. Well, that's a uh, none mean, of this is real. Thing. None of this is <laughs> Victoria F. This, this is. <laughs> These are lies. So Chase Rice, let's talk about it. Chase Rice, this is That's... this is a fake person. This is a person constructed in a lab somewhere, right? Former NASCAR pit member and Survivor contestant. That's a one-two punch. I that's you could also say NASCAR Survivor, and that also sounds right. That also sounds yeah. Not every I mean, uh, but I mean just those two those. Being a NASCAR pit member and a Survivor contestant, I feel like checks off some boxes from the uh, music that Connect Me and Sandheim listen to. With the, you get the code, yeah. Um, Victoria Victoria F eventually tells Pete that she dated Chase at some point. Oh, okay, so there you go. So Kinda that's why they're getting there. a private concert, is because I mean they're yeah. familiar with each other. They know each other. Yeah, I don't know if uh, good old Pilot P wants to hear about that, but you know, I get my exes to perform concerts for me all the time. Do you know? All right, well, because know, they're all makes... so musically. <laughs> talented <laughs> none of them are listening so that's the good news yeah that is yes i don't want any of those but the one made. favorited a tweet from the account one time unknowingly and that was still funny to me. <laughs> you told me yes <laughs> moving on moving on to the next batch update sequence quote on the group date they played football in the brown stadium kelly throws the ball like aaron Rodgers. And Cheyenne ran for four TDs. Aliyah, who got kicked, I think. I like that Aaliyah. you had the pronunciation guide for Cheyenne. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just put that in there. Uh, Aliyah got, well, here's why. Why Aaliyah, not? Who got kicked off last week, comes back on the group date. Oh, big he Al. gives her a rose. Hold on. And a lot of people are pissed. She just waltzed all back in. Is this? Not, Again, uh, we need Kelly here every fucking week. Somebody got kicked off I'm the assuming show last she, week. I'm assuming she just came in on a parachute and was like, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> Can you just look up to the sky, some person on a parachute, just like, hey. My I'm God, back. is that Aaliyah? <laughs> parachute and all? I just, uh, I mean, I feel like we're just going against game shows overall then. If she lost, and then the next week was like, no, I didn't. And then Pete's like, oh, yeah, no, you didn't. And then he gets a rose. Doesn't that kind of defeat the whole purpose of 
anyway. Well, I, I, I will say, uh, so I have limited reality show familiarity, if you will. Oh. Uh, but I, I have watched some Top Chef. And RSF, yeah, okay. To- RSF, yeah. Uh, okay. Top Chef has this thing called Last Chance Kitchen where you can, like, work your way by winning competitions oh, back but that's onto a, the show. a merit-based thing. Like, I've seen that before. They actually yeah. come back and, like, there's a competition. So I, but I think that's just, like, a thing they like to do on reality shows sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, whoa, look who's back to fuck everybody else over. Yeah, I get, no, I get that, yeah. And I, like, the... Uh, I mean, Top Chef, I get that one, but the like this one, she was just like, mm, I want to come back. It sounds like, and they were like, Yeah, sure, you can do that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I don't care. I mean, uh, last one, Pete and Kelsey walk around Center City, Cleveland, and quote, get lost in the city. End quote. Some dude is slinging pierogies, and neither of them knows what those are. End quote. <laughs> Jesus so there you go. Christ. <laughs> That's uh, wait, get lost in Cleveland and not know what pierogies. This are. piece of shit. <laughs> this piece of shit's from Cleveland and he doesn't know what a goddamn pierogi is. They're right next to the, the town of pierogies, mustard, ketchup, and coleslaw and fries and bridges. This son of a this bitch. This son of a bitch. I just don't know. He must. He's not actually from there. He's not actually from the Cleve. He doesn't Jesus. know what pierogies are. I hope. I wonder if, like. If other cities started the from here, like hashtag, and they treated it like Jersey, you know, Philly, like, do you think people would be pissed at Pilot? Like, people from Philly and Jersey are pissed that Pilot Pete's not from Cleveland. They're just pissed that they aren't the true representation of the city they're from. It's not actually a, a Northeastern thing. You know? Right? I guess. I, it might be a Northeastern thing. There you go. There's a long. Well, because, like, long I always say, I, I have respect. I, I begrudging respect for, for Giants fans that I don't have for Cowboys fans because at least. They're from there. Oh, I, I, I will say I'll go on record. Cowboys fans are the only fans that I actually judge. When you tell me you're a Cowboys fan, I don't look at you the, the same. And I don't even mean that as a. It's not like, even like a joke. It's just every person I know that's a Cowboys fan has selectively been an asshole and chose the Cowboys to be an asshole their entire life. To be an asshole. Now it's unfortunately backfired because. Yeah. So uh, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. My my batch question of the week here is: Ooh. Did so? He, I guess he's not from Cleveland. They just <laughs> went to Cleveland. Like I don't fucking know. And he, I so like they're confused why they went to Cleveland. Peter says that Cleveland is the hometown of Superman. And so like this is like a Ralph Wiggum answer right here, where it's like, why Cleveland? <laughs> Superman's from Cleveland. Like, did he just pick a fucking city out of a hat and this is how we got here? Did they just, did, did the Cleveland Board of Tourism say, please, for the love of God, highlight Cleveland on your shit show? Oh, well, my wait, God. Chief, Chief Wiggum, I got that, I got that Simpsons reference and I like to try to sink him in there. Mazel tov. I, I know. I mean, that's not exactly what I need to boast and brag about because he's like, he's a pretty big character, but I did get it. Yeah. Well, uh, you should have a celebratory know. pierogi. <laughs> a what now? Who am I? Who Whoa! Am I? <laughs> are these made with potatoes or something? My, how I envision this happening is they went to Cleveland and they're like, "Why are we here?" And he's like, "This is the home of Superman," and I'm your Superman. And then they all clapped and then they like did bachelorette, bachelorette thing. Yeah. Whatever the hell this is the, the yeah. This one's the bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's it. I mean, that's it. Uh, so there'll be another one next week and. Uh, See how it goes. We'll hope the best for uh, Pilot Pete. We'll see if Aaliyah gets kicked off again and comes back. Aaliyah, whatever. See if Cheyenne uh, is 
challenging Eric Dickerson for his uh, rushing record. All right, let's do it around the league. Next let's week. <laughs> on the BU. Next um, week on the batch update. Uh, around the league, starting off with Zach Cassian staying at Edmonton for three years, $3.2 million a year. But yep. why? Zach Cassian, Zach Cassian, Zach Cassian making multiple millions of dollars to skate alongside McDavid and Dry Seidel. That's all that's happened. He has 28 points in 44 games this season. Most points he's had in a season since 2013-14. Still plenty of time left. But again, he's played most of the season at 5-5 five five next to McDavid and Dry Seidel. Not exactly a power play specialist either. If Tom uh, Wilson can do it, why not Zach Cassian? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm pulling back on the Tom Wilson uh, dunkage now. I don't know if I want to keep talking about Tom Wilson. <laughs> uh, T-Man Marcus Pedersen. Eh, yeah, we'll I keep doing care. it. Yeah, yeah fuck him. Okay. Uh, Marcus Pedersen stays in Pittsburgh for five years, $4.025 million a year starting next season. Uh, left winger Eric Robinson stays with the Blue Jackets for two more years, nine hundred twenty-five k starting next season as well. Uh, apparently, Troy Brower is still in the league. Uh, he was placed on waivers this week by the Blues. Uh, he's now in the AHL. He had one goal in 10 games this, uh, this season with the Blues. Andreas Martinson was placed on and cleared unconditional waivers, was bought by the Penguins, played in 25 AHL games this season between the Baby Pens, the Guido Pens, and the San Diego Goals, the uh, Ducks AHL team. Already signed a contract with E.V. Zug in the NLA, the uh, Switzerland's top league. Buffalo. What are you laughing? Evie Zug. <laughs> Evie Zug. Yeah, Zug. 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 Uh, Linus Allmark, uh, starting goalie for the Sabres, out four, three to four weeks with a, a just a, an upsetting case of LBI. Oh, I hope he's feeling better. Uh, terrible. So you hate to see it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I said don't. I mean, obviously, I love don't. That, so. Don't you dare don't, disrespect the LBI. Don't you try and make this funny, Steve. Uh, Golden Knights are looking to Long buy an angel team. Sorry. <laughs> you got the cock crown referencing last week, and now you got that. Are you <laughs> I kidding? About the cock crown. Yeah. You're, you're, the cock crown. Next week, we're looking for three Who straight shall weeks. Wear the cock crown. <laughs> I wanted this to be short. We is twelve thirty. I... Yeah, you're sleep deprived. I know it's getting nuts. Yeah. Uh, I'm about to. If you let me, uh, I made more steam. Nights. Let's just keep going till dawn. Nights. Are looking to buy an HL team in Vegas for next season? Let's answer all the uh, questions. Hall of Fame goaltender Ed Belfour was arrested early Tuesday morning at a hotel in Bowling Green, Ohio. Again, why is everybody going to Ohio to get fucked up and charged with it's public intoxication and criminal mischief? But I mean, like. You can you can get fucked up anywhere. Why do you need to travel to Ohio? You see that and mugshot? avoid their major cities to get messed up in Cleveland and fucking Bowling Green. Uh, you see that mugshot? I did see the mugshot. Oh boy, Eddie uh, Eagle. Did, he's, he is he he needs help. I don't understand what the situation is with him because yeah. that's not the first time that's happened to him. He had the billion dollar bribe or whatever like years ago like he's not this isn't the first time i totally and forgot I about that why. until now that is yeah yeah he's uh, it's a whole thing um chris drury was named chris drury was named the gm of the 2020 u.s men's national team what about the little Last... league world series <laughs> him and him and david bell Derek bell he was, the, he was the guy from the fucking was it Astros david bell the boring the the boring phillies third baseman maybe him Years ago, I know it Drury and yeah, I, I know I know what reference. I just remember when Chris Drury was active in the NHL. They mentioned that fucking Little League World Series every chance All they got. The time I went to the Little League World Series one year 
was my dad and my brother. We went the year that Danny Almonte was there. I don't know if you remember him. Or oh, anything, yeah, yeah. But was Wasn't he the guy the who was like older 15 than 15 year old that yeah. was playing against Olympics? And like he looked like a 15 year old. He just and dominated. Like, there. Yeah, they're just there at the like the field. He's like struggling out 10 games. You're like, wow, that's impressive. He's definitely like in high school. So, so we should, can somebody check on that or no? Okay. Um, and then last but not least, uh, it sounds like the Seattle Kraken is, is going to be the 32nd team in the league, Steve. The crack, yeah. Uh, this Man is of the Kraken report, and they didn't shoot it down. There's a, there's an actual Seattle Twitter account now. They did not shoot it down. Uh, I'm a fan of the Kraken because it's something different. It is oh, not the yeah. usual bullshit. It's not like the Wildcats or any of that. The crap. Ocean Hawks, and then just another. Oh yeah, wasn't that Some one others... of the? Wasn't that one of the XFL teams? The they Battle were, Hawks. Yeah, Battle Hawks. They, they they shove Hawks on so many goddamn names, but I'm happy that the actually, Lightning yeah. Hawks. <laughs> That's don't. Give them ideas. The That's definitely going to be like the ECHL team. The Flyer Hawks. <laughs> that sounds like a. I mean, that sounds like Flyer, uh, but just with wings. Flyer Hawks. That is. Yeah. Uh, but Seattle Kraken, yeah, big fan. So uh, they'll probably be in the Cup two years before the next couple Flyers make it. No, I don't know. I think so. I'm thinking, yeah, one of these teams, them or Vegas, is definitely going to win one before the Flyers win one because. You know, sports and stuff. That's why. Well, sports are bad, and that happens to be your Twitter handle as well. Dad, I'll tell you what. That is that's a good segue. That's a good segue to end on. I like it. Um, yeah. So I'm working on stuff. <laughs> you can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. You can reach me <laughs> at Flyperbole and at Estebomb. But make it Flyperbole for all of your hockey needs. Yeah, I do, I do want to get something out by Friday. So I, again, I'm gonna get that out by Friday. The trade deadline stuff I'm gonna put out next week. The um. The Flyers should be buyers, or if they should stay pat at the deadline. I want to make two articles about it, but I might also just make it one. And then, uh, yeah, I do want to. I do want to actually look into road stuff. I want to try and get that out Friday, but if I can't find anything interesting enough, I'll figure out something else to put up by Friday. All right. All right. So there you go. Right, There's right. the content watch. Yeah. Content watch. Hashtag T Dub. Well, make sure to follow us on Twitter, and that's where your feedback goes. All that fun stuff at the email, right? At the email. But yeah, email. If, if somebody actually emailed the Fly Verbally account that I haven't checked in a while, it's been a while, then I am sorry. But, not, you know, as I've said multiple times. But here we are. I'm Delirious at the end of the night. Listen to all of our great podcasts. We'll also have a Flyers forecast coming out for you this week. Double duty tonight. We did two tonight, so it's been a marathon yeah, we, session. Real quick, can you just, uh, can you say what time you wanted this podcast to end? What time you thought I wanted this podcast to end a half hour ago. Yeah, you wanted it at midnight, and it is now 12.34. I blame myself for not going through the listener questions in advance. I, too, blame you because I deflect all blame in my life. So there you go. They call it Steve's Folly. <laughs> oh, BSH Radio, Broad Street Hockey. Like us on Facebook. And be sure to rate, subscribe, all that great stuff. I'm done. I'm Steve. This is Craig. Good night and good hockey. Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast 
about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell, and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Flop of the week, flop of the week, flop of the week, flop of the week.